Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The president's top cop finds himself in the witness chair today. Plus, the president's son has a bit of a Twitter problem on his hands right now. Just ask WikiLeaks. And more and more Republicans are lining up against one of their own. This is the State of America tonight. But I will not accept and reject accusations that I have ever lied. Yes or no, did anyone else at that meeting, including then-candidate Trump, react in any way to what Mr. Papadopoulos had presented? I don't recall. Well, I think the uranium sale to Russia, I actually think that's Watergate modern age. We have a responsibility within the committee to investigators. Then it seems to me that Senator Sessions has to look into the uh, to the Clinton situation, particularly Uranium One. A new report revealed Donald Trump Jr. corresponded with WikiLeaks. Not only did Donald Trump Jr. reply and not send them packing, he also followed up on some of their requests. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. Tonight, President Trump is homeward bound on his way back to Washington after his lengthy Asian tour. His review, two thumbs up. Very proud of it from a standpoint of security and safety, military, very proud and and trade. He may only see clear skies from the windows of Air Force One right now, but he'll be landing in the middle of a storm, and it starts on Capitol Hill where Attorney General Jeff Sessions once again finds himself in the hot seat. Question number one, did he lie to Congress when he was under oath in his past appearances, which of course is a federal offense? You don't believe that surrogates from the Trump campaign had communications with the Russians. Is that what you're saying? I did not, and I'm not aware of anyone else that did. And I don't believe it happened. So that was in the past, and here's what Sessions had to say today. In all of my testimony, I can only do my best to answer your questions as I understand them and to the best of my memory. But I will not accept and reject accusations that I have ever lied. That is a lie. Why is this even a question? Because of that now infamous March 2016 meeting of the Trump campaign's foreign policy advisors that included the now charged George Papadopoulos when this very same foreign policy advisor suggested that he could set up a meeting between Donald Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin, an idea that others at the meeting say Jeff Sessions batted down. Sessions never recalled any of that before the reporting came out. He now says this. I had no uh, recollection of this meeting until I saw these news reports. I do now recall that the March 2016 meeting at the Trump Hotel that Mr. Papadopoulos attended, but I have no clear recollection of the details of what he said at that meeting. All clear now? Hardly. 
Another question that Sessions is facing, facing, would he recuse himself from any Clinton-related investigation at the Department of Justice? Are you thinking to yourself right now, wasn't this already asked and answered? You would be right, my smart friends. Sessions said exactly that, that he would recuse himself in any Clinton-related investigation back in January. But now Republican lawmakers are demanding that Sessions appoint a special counsel to investigate just that, Hillary Clinton. And President Trump is also putting on the pressure. I'm really not involved with the Justice Department. I'd like to let it run itself. But honestly, they should be looking at the Democrats. They should be looking at Podesta and all of that dishonesty. They should be looking at a lot of things. And a lot of people are disappointed in the Justice Department, including me. That attorney general who just months ago had no problem talking about recusals, well, today said this. Are you recused from investigations that involve Secretary Clinton? Mr. Chairman, uh, I cannot answer that yes or no, because under the policies of the Department of Justice, to announce recusal uh, in any investigation would reveal the existence of that investigation. Translation, even though I answered this question very clearly in January, I'm not answering it now. Okay, gotcha. Moving on. Another big moment during Sessions' hours-long testimony had little to do with the department that he actually oversees and said it has everything to do with his former Senate seat and who wants to fill it. Embattled Senate candidate Roy Moore, who now faces multiple allegations of sexual abuse of teenagers from years ago. Listen. I am, uh, have no reason to doubt these young women. With that very simple statement, you can now add the former senator from Alabama to the growing list of Republicans saying the very same. While you're at it, add the top Republican in the House. He should step aside. I, I, number one, these allegations are credible. Uh, number two, he should st- if, if he cares about the values and the people he claims to care about, then he should step aside. This is, of course, after another woman came forward to say that Roy Moore sexually assaulted her when she was 16. He said, you're just a child. And he said, I am the district attorney of Etowah County. And if you tell anyone about this, no one will ever believe you. Roy Moore has denied all of this. And if Republicans don't have enough problems on their hands right now, a new chapter in the Russia investigation seems to have just opened. Did you hear that? (laughs) It opened really loudly. Once again, involving the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., exchanged private messages with WikiLeaks during the campaign. Here's the reporter who broke the story. It showed a correspondence between WikiLeaks, the verified WikiLeaks Twitter account, and the verified Donald Trump. Uh, J. Trump Jr. account, stretching on for about 10 months, going from September 2016, kind of the heat of the, the, you know, the peak of the 2016 election, to as late as last summer. Not only did Donald Trump Jr. reply and not send them packing, he also followed up on some of their requests. And in one case, 15 minutes after WikiLeaks tweet, tweeted to Don Jr. to ask his father to spread the word about their site, Trump Sr. did just that. Very, as you can see right there, very little pickup by the dishonest media of incredible information provided by WikiLeaks. So dishonest, rigged system. There you have it. Trump's former campaign manager offered up this defense today. I think Don Jr. is a private citizen, can tweet or retweet anything he wants to, 
and doesn't have a material uh, effect on the outcome of the campaign. And he has a privilege to do that. But a former CAA director has a different take. Let's be very candid what we're talking about here. The campaign was talking to WikiLeaks about stolen goods, stolen American privacy, even keep the Russians off stage just for the moment. WikiLeaks had emails for which they were not the intended recipients. Someone stole them, and now we're going to violate American privacy. And the campaign was, frankly, excited about that. The continuous quote during the campaign, I love WikiLeaks. One thing I can guarantee, that is not the end of this one at all. So let's get back to Washington right now and this explosive appearance of the Attorney General on Capitol Hill. CNN senior political analyst Mark Preston has been tracking all of this, and it's still going on, Mark, but there were very big questions going into all of this. It almost seems like there are more questions coming out. Well, there certainly are, Kate. And if you go back to just the main crutch of whether Jeff Sessions was being honest uh, when he answered several times to the United States Senate right across from the Capitol where he sits right now, whether or not uh, he knew of Trump surrogates talking or being affiliated or having some kind of association with the Russians. Now, he said uh, on more than one occasion that he didn't know of that. Today, we hear him say that, yes, you know, uh, while I forgot, um, my mind is now coming back around. And I do recollect this meeting that George Papadopoulos was at. This is the gentleman who tried to set up the meeting uh, between or at least suggested he could set up a meeting between uh, then candidate Trump and President Putin. So you have to ask yourself, Kate, for such an amazing moment like that, how did Jeff Sessions not remember it? Because what he did remember today is that he recollected that he's the one who put a kibosh on it. But he also, that's the thing he did recall, though. He said, oh, but I do remember that I batted this thing down and pushed back. I didn't remember, though, that the meeting happened at all until, of course, the media reported on it. There you have it. Mark Preston, it's great to see you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Kate. This is still ongoing. We'll see what else comes out. Still to come for us. It was more than just members of Congress listening very carefully, who have been listening very carefully to Jeff Sessions today. President Trump has made no secret that he has not been happy with the attorney general and his department. So did Sessions help or hurt his case with his boss today? Panel's next. Cabinet officials testify on Capitol Hill all the time. It's typically mundane and typically forgettable. But what it is the quote-unquote beleaguered Jeff Sessions facing questions about whether he lied to Congress about, of course, Russia and the Trump campaign, mundane and forgettable, it is not. The panel now. With me tonight, Caitlin Huey-Burns, national political reporter at Real Clear Politics. Nan Hayworth, former Republican member of Congress and a member of the board of directors for the Independent Women's Forum. Susan Del Percy is a Republican strategist, and Bill Prest is the host of the, guess it, The Bill Prest Show. <laughs> because his name's so great, he's got to say it twice. All right, um, Caitlin, you get to start us off. Did Jeff Sessions, as we've seen today, did Jeff Sessions give himself job security or put his job more in jeopardy today, Yeah, I think, think that depends who you talk to. It was really a tale of two hearings, right? I mean, this is an oversight hearing, a traditional oversight hearing that takes right. a whole new meaning with all of this, Exactly, of because normally we fall asleep in oversight hearings. Exactly. Hearing. Uh, so the Republicans <laughs> were very... Even when you were overseeing them. <laughs> no. Keep going, keep going, not, keep going. Not Nan, but most... 
Um, I think, you know, he was trying to protect himself here, certainly. He said, I cannot recall, I do not believe, and those sorts of things asked every time. What was interesting, you know, a couple of things were he would say, I can't recall that meeting, but I know in that meeting I pushed back against um, Papadopoulos, for example, meeting with the Russians. Um, right, so and that's so silly. Right. I mean, can we just call it for what it is? If you recall some of the meeting, you recall all of the meeting. It ha- that is just, that's silliness. And it's playing out on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. over and over again. And Jeff Sessions is going to get away with it. Right. And he's not really getting pushback from Republicans, even though he's kind of tested their patience a lot with these hearings. Uh, another interesting facet was the, the Clinton component, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, uh, Jeff Sessions uh, said that, you know, he might direct some uh, prosecutors to look into to Hillary Clinton. And this is, comes after, of course, he said he would recuse himself from any uh, anything involving Clinton. He was asked about that. He was also pressed about pointing, appointing a special counsel for Hillary Hillary Clinton, and he seemed to actually push back on that line of questioning from um, uh, Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio. So that was kind of interesting, too. So Democrats could maybe take that away. Well, <laughs> prosecutor, beware. Beware I mean, all yeah. over the place. They're going to be the, 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 the most in-demand <laughs> profession in Washington right now. It says what? Yes, it's a mess. Um, Susan, Sessions says he didn't lie before. He says he's not lying now. Did he clear up the contradictions about his past statements, though? On the most base, just give me your take. No, he didn't. And it's just what we were just saying before. It seems kind of, how can you say, I don't recall, but I know this didn't happen at a meeting I don't recall. So, but at the end of the day, he was playing for an audience of one as much of the... You think so? Yes, as much as this administration does. It is playing to the president. And he wanted to... And and he was also doing, I should say, two things. Playing to the president and do no harm. He really, while he may have not looked in an ideal way, come across in an ideal way... He didn't do any real harm to himself or or the department for that matter. Nan, can Sessions say that he he said, I never changed my story, says he never lied. Can he really say that now? Well, if you look at what Papadopoulos and Page actually said about whatever they did say to Jeff Sessions regarding Russia, uh, Papadopoulos in March of 2016 floated the thought about now, and who knows how aggressively he floated it? Oh, we should have the president meet with Putin. Enough that Jeff Sessions had to bat it down in well, that but meeting. It would be the sort of thing that one would bat down pro forma, most likely. Well, that's in a fairness really good to him. point. That's yeah. something. If you hear, oh, go to Russia. No, right. like it doesn't matter who's asking. Right. You would just you say, no, that's a really bad squeak. Idea. Exactly. You know, in the midst of everything else he's doing, in fairness, he's Jeff Sessions. He's a busy senator. I mean, I'm not making. Uh, excuses for people's recall or not, but it, it could have very well been a non-event. It's like, right, exactly. Get out of here. No. And the other guy, Page, said that in July, while they were walking out of a dinner at the Capitol Hill Club, he mentioned that he was had an upcoming trip and he was going to be talking with some Russian official, and which apparently left no particular impression on Sessions. Well, and Jeff Sessions, this is the um, this is plausible. the impression that Jeff Sessions was trying to leave. That, but this is the two. These are the two things I hear, though. This is a campaign that was chaotic. It was absolute chaos. Jeff Sessions said that today. Mm-hmm. But they also say at the same time, but you've got to trust me what I'm saying, what I'm saying now. So I, it, these things conflict. These things don't jive. I think Jeff Sessions has zero credibility left because he's changed his story so many times. At first, you played that clip over and over today, there were no meetings at all that I know of between anybody with this campaign and any Russian official. And now, selectively, he remembers other meetings, either with them, with himself, or others talking about them. And I thought what struck me today was he couldn't remember anything about the Carter Page conversation 
or the uh, George Papadopoulos conversation until he read about it in the newspaper, and yet both of them suggested a meeting with Vladimir Putin or going to Russia, which was a big deal, so big that he had to bat it down. And then they asked him about the meeting, which he originally forgot with Ambassador Kislyak in his office, and he talked about how they talked about the Ukraine and this and this and a big argument. My only thing on this one is... Selective amnesia. Well, I love to have that. I'll take that any day of the week. I love selective amnesia. But here's the thing that I... Here's my big issue with this, is that these were not pop... This was not a pop quiz. These were not surprise questions. From confirmation hearing to the two in between and then now the fourth time that he's before Congress... The members of Congress has given him a heads up that they are going to ask him these yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he can't remember it at all, and then now he does, but then also tells us, you can't actually expect me to remember some meeting from 18 months ago. Isn't that exactly what we ask witnesses to do when they take the stand all the time? Well, but I, I would submit to you, Kate, that there are you don't probably have to error, it, you can just errors. Errors. But now there are errors of memory that occur in all of us all the time. Claire McCaskill, the senator from Missouri, is very well respected and certainly no dummy by anybody's uh, estimation. She, she, she couldn't remember. She, she, my friend, was not under oath. Excuse me. She was not under oath before Congress. My point is this: she had made an assertion in the public arena. Yes, I never talked with any Russian. We all have lapses in memory, but we are not under oath. And don't have the responsibility as the top law enforcement officer in our country. I get it. Also, the former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee and someone who knows his stuff sure. or should. We are not any of those things. But you're also making perfect. the point that he knows what's coming. He knows and what's he coming. Should have He's been run pre- these committee hearings before. He should have been prepared to come in well, there and, and answer these questions. Instead, I thought he fumbled all over the and place. And not only that, he's a U.S. senator. His schedule could be printed out for the last 18 months. You but know what you, you do things, prepare. Though, they don't, but they do remind things. you between news. You have a huge staff. You know yeah. these questions are coming. You get your schedule. You get the news reports. You say this is what's been out there, and what else? It's supposed to trigger something. Do you think? Do you think in the end, where we are right now? Do you think in the end this does what to the public's perception of the Trump campaign and the Russia investigation and Jeff Sessions' role in it? Right. I, I mean, that's the big question here. So, what are the consequences yeah. of what we saw today? Um, I think it depends, of course, of course, who you ask. I think, though, which is pre- bring, basically everything in Washington it, these days. Yeah, right. Going, but please. bringing it back to um, the information that we got today out of reporting about Don Jr. and the WikiLeaks yeah. shows that uh, there are shoes dropping, however big or small you think they are, you know, every week, All it seems, right? And uh, just bringing this back again to the president, and son, um, his lawyers have turned over thousands of documents mm-hmm. to the committee. The information that we got yesterday was just a snippet of them. So uh, Republicans in Congress are on edge about this. Jeff Sessions certainly should be on edge about this. And remember, the president comes back from his foreign trip today. Uh, president to lands and he says what? Going Holy on. moly, I'm happy to be home. <laughs> exactly, right. Right, right. back around to Speaking you. Speaking of <laughs> shoe sizes, I'm an eight and a half. Is that considered a big shoe to drop or not? We'll discuss that in the Break. As Donald Trump said during the campaign, he loves WikiLeaks. Couldn't say it enough. Does that love now extend to his family as well? Starting to sound like it. Secret messages that could be a big, could now be big trouble for Trump Jr. and beyond. That's next.
WikiLeaks is amazing. The stuff that's coming out, it shows she's a real liar. This WikiLeaks stuff is unbelievable. It tells you the inner heart. You got to read it. It's time to call out WikiLeaks for what it really is. A non-state hostile intelligence service often abetted by state actors like Russia. One of these things is not like the other, as we like to say, <laughs> at all. And that is candidate Trump versus the current CIA, his current CIA director. Turns out Trump's son has had been in secret contact with WikiLeaks at key points during the campaign, especially after the site started rolling out stolen emails from the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman. What does this all mean now? Let us debate, discuss, and fight. Nand. If this all isn't a big deal, a nothing burger, if you will, yeah. um, as and Don Jr. As, yeah. as Don Jr. as Don Jr. is is making the case, yeah. and why he says he's putting out these exchanges right. now, then why hide it all of this time when it's very clear that everyone would be interested in any contacts you had with WikiLeaks? But it, well, okay, I don't. It, number one, just reading the substance of all of this, it doesn't sound impressive. They reached out to him numerous times. He did respond only a couple of times. He never reached out to them. Uh, it was all one-sided. He did reach out. He did, re- wait, he did wait, respond wait, wait, with questions. What that but we know of. Let's not forget been, when he Susan, went. When he had the let, me, let me finish talking okay, for yes. a moment. He has released thousands and thousands of pages of documents to Congress, quite yep. willingly by all accounts. Uh, he's been entirely forthcoming. Uh, I, the uh, news about uh, the... Uh, situation, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign made themselves so incredibly vulnerable to being hacked. Once that information Wait, is out Dan, in the can, world, can you? Can you, can you? I know you can do this. Bear with me. But it's, but you I can say this is nothing, you can, nothing impressive would about you, what Donald would Jr. You did. Like, do you have private messages with WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks, I, I have no reason to have private messages right, exactly to right. or from WikiLeaks. Why would you ever want to be in touch well, with WikiLeaks? But, but Don't you, Wiki, you agree with the Wiki current CIA director that, is a, non, quite, that is a non-state hostile actor? WikiLeaks was quite openly publishing all kinds of stuff about Hillary Clinton, right. whose activities are dubious indeed. I don't think there's anything... Uh, that Donald Jr. in the context of a, of a political campaign has to be embarrassed about. What we have to be concerned with, no, who has to be embarrassed is the okay. Democratic National Go. Committee wait, and the Clinton wait, campaign. Wait, Go. what do you mean? He gets, first of all, he, he hears from WikiLeaks, right? They want to make Julian Assange the ambassador to Australia? I mean, Jesus. Who said that? Doesn't that, that they, was that in, was in one of the private messages. Yes, doesn't that well, kind of ring a bell? Did he respond to it? WikiLeaks, we, we got know. some dirt he on the other He didn't respond if, to that. Now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. I get it, Bill. Okay. Then, it's, then you hear, hey, you, we're, we're sending all this dirt on the DNC. You ought to be publicizing this. You ought to let people know. Fifteen minutes later, his daddy is out there telling the world, WikiLeaks, look at WikiLeaks. It's great. What was Donald Trump Jr. doing? I mean, he's got to be the dumbest men, member of the whole Trump clan. Can you, who can you talk doesn't to doesn't see that this is dangerous. And the same thing, if I could just finish. Yeah, of course. When... Uh, then he hears from this woman attorney again. We've got a dirt on. He sets with this meeting with at meeting. Trump Tower. Well, does the, do any, you any do you allow that this is another situation that fits into this was an in, inexperienced, naive campaign? Yes, it's another part of the pattern that he has shown. We showed it showed when his meeting with the Russian lawyer came in about the adoptions, as it was called. And let's not forget, it took three or four tries for them to get that message out. Yeah. The, bigger cons- the bigger issue here is Donald Trump rele- Jr. released what he had. We don't know that that's everything. Just like we didn't know it was uh, can the I, Can I actually everything. submit this as well, that even short of that, 
He's already, we know, having private message with WikiLeaks, which the current CIA director and past CIA directors have said yeah. is a hostile, non-state actor who often works with countries like, is, aided, is, is abetted by state countries like Russia in was, order to interfere. Was he imparting any information to them? No. He was getting information from them that they stole. He was trying to get information from them that they stole from email accounts. A direct message on Twitter is hardly a secure platform. Oh, that's not. (laughs) Yeah, you think it's dumb too. So does everyone else, except Don Jr. No, it's just. I I don't think he's anything to hide. I I think what's important here is first that he did. This is the second engagement, right? The the Trump Jr. or the the Trump Tower meeting. Um, And the engagement, even though it's just one response or two responses on Twitter, it also fits the broader timeline of. Uh, in, of, of responding through his own messages and mm-hmm. his father, of course, tweeting them too. I think this is another example, though, of, of you know, you can chalk it up to an experience, you can chalk it up to the chaos, um, but that doesn't ex- that doesn't exonerate them from right. showing a willingness to engage. Not saying that that's well, illegal. But, and and that again, also, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, it shows that this is going to continue to roll out. This is and not the final this is for, this story. This is for Bob Mueller and all of the committees. To now investigate. You guys also have your opinion as well. This is day 299. Wow, we're almost about to break a big mark. That's State of America tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.